Dylan James. This is Dylan James and uh, JT. Good evening, everyone. JT's What's up? here. And uh, we are here for the preview episode of Out of Bounds. We're just going to be having a few quick hits of things we'll kind of be talking about during our podcast. And one of those things is something we have no idea what we're talking about. And it's golf. Wait, we're not talking about wrestling like we did last week? (laughs) Well, this is something new. Completely new. Because the Masters happened this weekend. And this is the only time I ever watch sports like this. It's kind of like soccer. I watch the World Cup. It's kind of like basketball. I watch the NBA playoffs or March Madness. Uh, It's kind of like golf with the Masters. I don't usually watch the Masters. However, I I was training in a new role this past week. And they watch the Masters. They, they're golf heads. They love golf and dispatch at oh, yeah. Disney Vacation do. Club. So I watched the Masters. It was fantastic, though. I loved it. I loved every second of it. It's beautiful there. Augusta National in Georgia is just a beautiful golf course. Immaculate. And if I ever had the chance to go to the Masters, I would probably do it. It's kind of like a baseball game. With baseball, I don't like watching it on TV. I don't watch any of the regular season. I watch playoffs, like I said before. But being there, you're just in it, you know? You're around people who love the sport, and you just get into it more. I don't know. No, no. <clears throat> I totally agree. It's uh, it's one of the things, though, events like you have to experience. Kind of like, you know, the Olympics or the World Cup. They only happen every four years. So yeah. you got to do it at least once in your lifetime, at least get to experience it. Nothing wrong with that. So anyway, uh, with the Masters this weekend, Sergio Garcia won in, on a playoff hole. Um, and this is the first time he's ever won a major. And, you know, it's a great major to start off with winning the Masters. Like, come on now. That was crazy. Absolutely crazy to watch. No, I agree. And like I said, I didn't watch the the Masters, but yesterday I, I was following the situation on Twitter and what was funny was um, after Sergio Garcia um, hit the final shot for him to win the Masters, um, him and his fiance, who was right behind him, they literally made the same reaction. And for a guy who's been playing golf for a long time and going through ups and downs, and for seeing him to finally get on top and, and, and win the, uh, the Masters uh, for the first time in his career, that's just this is awesome. Yeah. Um, now moving on to the NBA. Um Something happened. Something's happening in the NBA this season. There is an awakening. There's been an awakening. <laughs> I think I've heard that before. You know, recently. I don't know. Oh yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. Um, so players. This has happened with the San, San Antonio Spurs for years. George. Uh, George. Greg Popovich. <laughs> Greg Popovich uh, has been resting players for a long time. We all know this. Yes, we're very well known for resting our players, but. San Antonio has been very successful by doing this because they have older players. Now, the whole league has decided to start implementing the same idea with their squads. So tonight is a huge matchup. Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Miami Heat. Miami is fighting for a playoff spot, and they're playing up against Cleveland. Cleveland decided to rest their their big three, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Kevin Love. Love. And And LeBron LeBron James. James. They decided to rest those three. So Miami, I mean, logistically, if you're looking at both rosters, they have a great shot at winning this game tonight and still being in the hunt for the playoff spot, um, the eighth in the Eastern Conference. But 
you know, why do you think this is a huge problem in the NBA? Well, I think it's a big deal only because of the timing. I mean, this is the 81st game of the season, and that's not really good when you have a team like the Cavaliers who are coming up a loss to the Atlanta Hawks. This team was up 26 points yesterday in the fourth quarter, and they blew it in the end to lose that game to Atlanta. And for Cleveland, you know, I know LeBron's been playing about the roster and all this and trying to make the team more competitive, but it's kind of like, yes, Cleveland, you can't really have it both ways where you're kind of in cruise control because we all know that's what they're really waiting on, the playoffs. Once the playoffs go, they think it's turn on, and, you know, some teams can do it and some teams cannot. I just think for Cleveland, look, um, I would rather, you know, take my chances against Chicago or Miami as opposed to, you know, with the situation with Boston. Boston would have to play Indiana right now. But if Boston gets the number one seed and they get to play Chicago or Miami and you're stuck playing Indiana, who might give you some fits. So the NBA, I think Adam Silver down the road is going to have to look into it and say, hey, guys, we need you to play these games, especially these national televised games, when we have fans, like you mentioned, buying tickets ahead of time to see LeBron James. That's what they're here to see. They want to see LeBron. Even if he's sitting on the bench, who cares? We got to see LeBron. Maybe we might get an autograph or something. And then... Um, on top of that, TV, they're trying to sell these games to their investors and people watching these games and, you know, how they're going to make money when you have their best players sitting on the bench. So maybe Adam Silver had to look at maybe finding these teams like record amounts of money, maybe make these poor pressure on these ownerships for these teams and to turn it down to the coaches and say, hey, we need you to play your best players especially when we're on national television unless it's injury, of course. Yeah, and you know, you, you see these these fans paying so much money to see these superstars playing games. And they're paying money to see players like LeBron James, Steph Curry, uh, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, players like that. Mm-hmm. And so when they go to a game and they're expecting one thing and they get another, they get a third string player, like, what is going on here? They're paying the same amount. Let's say if they see LeBron James, they pay one amount, uh, one amount. And if they don't see LeBron James, they pay the same amount to go see that team. So it's, it's, it's mind-boggling to me that the league would allow this to happen as long as they have. Um, I think Adam Silver is going to crack the whip next season. I, I think they're going to be major, heavy fines, like you were saying before. And if we don't see a change, I don't know what else Adam Silver is going to do. But I think he's going to do something um, because... As we've seen in his tenure so far as commissioner of the NBA, he is very proactive um, when it comes to situations like this, and he wants what's best for the game, he wants what's best for the fans, and he wants what's best for the players. So he's going to find a solution, um, but it's going to happen sooner rather than later. I agree. Definitely agree. So let's head over to the NHL. Uh, the playoffs are starting this Wednesday. We're talking about playoffs? Talking about playoffs, man. Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> yeah, NHL, man. Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a really, really good playoff season for the NHL. Um, my National Predators are in the thick of things. We're in the wild card two spot in the West, so we are playing Chicago Blackhawks. Yes, I know. You're probably out there saying, Dylan, Chicago, the last time, two times they played the Preds, have won and gone on to win the Stanley Cup that year. I know. I understand. It's going to be different this year. I promise. 
But well, we have PK Subban. That's a course. big thing. But on it's the other end, on the other side of the spectrum in the Eastern Conference, your Washington Capitals are in there. Yes, and just like last year, we are the President's Trophy champions, whatever that's worth. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, well, it's been a curse as of lately. Um, the last team that has won the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup in the same year was, well, the team you just talked about, the Chicago Blackhawks. Yes. Back in the 2012-2013 season. Yes. So my Capitals, you know, we were. it's kind of like the re- redemption, I guess. We were in the same bowl last year. We got past the first round against the— and then we made the second round against Pittsburgh, and we had that series, and we just let it slip away. And that was very frustrating, heartbreaking. The Capitals, they've been doing this for like almost a decade now. You have to think they're going to get over the hump at some point. That's why they made a trade to get Shattenkirk. You know, they have uh, Buznetskov and Johansson still there. Of course, Ovechkin, my boy, you know, he's going to have to turn around eventually to get his team in the promised land. Otherwise, He's going to plan going back to Russia at some point. So, yeah, yeah. Um, the Capitals, you know, we played Toronto in the first round. It's going to be a tough one. Toronto, uh, Mike Babcock running that team. Young Austin team. Matthews. Young oh, team. Oh, man, that guy's amazing. Yeah. So, that's going to be a, a tough matchup for, for us, but we'll get through. The key question is, it's going to be the second game that I'm going to definitely keep my eye on. The Pittsburgh Penguins, the defending Stanley Cup champions, as hard as for me to say that. Yeah, and true. the Columbus Blue Jackets, who have come out of nowhere and have been a surprise team. They have really done really well. Um, they beat Toronto last night. And Columbus, you know, I've been very impressed with their moves that they've made this offseason. And John Torella, who's come out of nowhere, turned that team around, made it really good. And... You know, that's going to be a one that I'll definitely be keeping my eye on for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's your dark horse for the Eastern Conference side. Western Conference-wise, who is your dark horse in that conference? Uh, for the Western Conference, um, besides Nashville, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Come on, definitely. Nashville's going to be the dark uh, horse. Come on. Uh, the team, I think, no, in all seriousness, I think the team that really can be a dark horse in this playoff is the Edmonton Oilers. The Edmonton Oilers, you know, they got Connor McDavid. Um, they have really good goaltending. And that team, I mean, who would have thought the Edmonton Oilers, like Columbus, would somehow make a playoff after years of finishing dead last in the NHL and always getting the top pick? You thought they would never turn around. And now they finally, with those young players, they have have done it. So I think Edmonton is going to be a team to, to watch out for in the Eastern Conference. So San Jose Sharks, watch out. Yeah, and you know what? Last year in the NF- NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, no Canadian team made it to the playoffs last year. That's true. This year, five Canadian teams. Yep, five out of the seven have made it. That so. is absolutely crazy. That's good for Just Canada. Just a great turnaround for Canada. Um, and, I mean, they needed that to happen. They are the lifeblood of the sport. Like, it's, it's, um, it ori- pretty much originated in Canada. It's just the sport in Canada is hockey, um, and it's it's – Good to see a Canadian team in there. At least one, and we have five. Yep, I believe Vancouver and Winnipeg were the only two teams that didn't make it. Of course. But good news for Canada, besides the other good news they got today, that they're teaming up with Mexico and the U.S. to host the World Cup there you go. in 2026. So I'm sure a lot of Canadians up north are very excited about that news as well. But yeah, hockey, man, I can't wait. Wednesday, let's make it happen. Thanks for listening to the Quick Hits with 
Out of Bounds with Dylan James and JT. Uh, we are going to be starting our podcast on April 22nd. Make sure to subscribe uh, to our Twitter page. At first, you can follow us at OOB Podcast is our Twitter handle, so make sure you follow that. Follow us on Twitter as well. Mine is Dylan underscore James, and JT's is JT Saka, S-O-C-K-A, 88 um, on Twitter. So definitely follow us for the most up-to-date information on our podcast and um, on the information we'll be sharing during the podcast. So uh, tonight we are going to say we're going to bid you adieu and we will see you soon. Au revoir.